I'm Jeff Rake. I'm Laura Putney. And I'm Margaret Easley. And we're exploring the drama and mystery of Manifest Episode 109. Cal is growing more confident in his abilities. Will he be taking more of a leadership role going forward? That's interesting. Uh, Cal is certainly growing more understanding of his abilities. And you're right, there is a confidence associated with it because we see him in 109 adamant. Uh, He knows that he has to be there. He knows that he has to help. And that insistence is something that will continue. And we're going to see him driving story and driving mystery because of things that he knows that he has to do. Will he take more of a leadership role going forward? I feel like Cal is still learning. Often Cal is understanding what he has to do, but often he's not seeing the bigger picture and his limited knowledge prevents him from being a leader in the way that his father is because while he is tapped into something strong and powerful, he has yet to understand the context or the implications. And Cal is always, he's a 10-year-old boy and he brings that 10-year-old's understanding to all of this. So in terms of leadership or confidence, he's reckoning with this inexplicable uh, ability in in a 10-year-old's way, which is sort of a less complete, but maybe a clearer way of um, coming to terms with these abilities. Yeah, same. He's a kid. He's a kid with special abilities. Any kid has to fight to have their parents listen to them. And it's one thing to have them to fight to have your parents buy you new shoes, but he's trying to convince his parents that he is going to save lives. And it's tough having these powers when you're not in a powerful position. Cal knows that Ben is the only one who can get the captives out. Talk about what he's sensing. It's hard to say how Cal knows what he knows. One of the ongoing mysteries of series is why does Cal know the most? How does this information come to him? Uh, He certainly doesn't understand why he knows that Ben has to stay. And it's a story point in the episode. He tells Ben, he tells his dad, you need to be here and I need to stay with you. But even as Cal says this, he doesn't know why. His dad doesn't know why. And understanding the the context and nature of Cal's abilities will be an ongoing series mystery. At this point in time, Cal doesn't know how he knows, nor does anyone else. Everyone else, we see them get the callings. We, we, as an audience, are privileged to what the calling looks like, sounds like, to that person. And Cal's are different. We don't see how he gets them. We only see him struggling with them. We see the product of them. We don't see him get them. And that will evolve in episodes to come. But uh, where we are right now in the story, that's all he knows, and that's all we know. Talk about the captives. Will they suffer permanent damage from the experiments? The brain is the final frontier. There's an enormous amount of plasticity to the brain. It can heal. These people have been through incredible trauma. They are damaged. There is, you know, they're basically catatonic when they leave. Um, In terms of going forward, their brains have been affected by 828. We know that. And whether or not that's going to help or hinder their potential recovery, yet to be seen. Speak to the mysterious link between the passengers. We're tracking two different phenomena. Uh, There are the callings that are speaking to different characters at different times. And then there is this idea of channeling, which was introduced in 106 when Cal was in the hospital and he was channeling uh, Marco's pain. As we got to have a window into the experimentation 
happening on the detainees, we saw that this channeling was kind of being road tested. And here by episode nine, when we finally get a peek inside the lab and we get a better sense of how these experiments are being conducted, we see that quite methodically the government, uh, these secret scientist types who have been experimenting are very methodically trying to figure out who is connected to whom, uh, how the channeling works, and there are levels of charge that they are uh, imposing on the detainees to figure out if they can get kind of a chain connection between everyone. So that is something that our passengers are feeling as kind of an overflow of the charge reaches out into the world and kind of the tentacles of the channeling are experienced by the passengers that we know the best. One can presume that the passengers that we know the best are the ones who are experiencing the callings the strongest. There may be others out there who we've yet to meet, who we might not meet uh, until future seasons, but there is clearly some type of connectivity between them all. The question is whether the calling reaches out to as many people is a different one from whether this channeling reaches out to everyone else. And once this channeling is put to bed, at least for now, once these experiments are shut down for now, we can hope and assume that this kind of, you know, collective pain that everyone has experienced will go away. Will that collective feeling, that collective experience come back in other ways, collective consciousness like Fiona Clark talks about? That's quite possible. Should fans be skeptical about Fiona? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The audience is suspicious of Fiona, and so are the characters. It seems quite coincidental that this woman who has studied the idea of collective consciousness just happened to be on the airplane. People will give voice to that suspicion. Captain Daly is, among others, is going to wonder how this woman came in their midst and if she perhaps holds the key to explaining what happened to them. And that's going to drive a lot of story in the next couple episodes. Others point out that Fiona has been incredibly helpful in helping the passengers understand what's happening. And then quite literally at the end of 109, we see her leave with the passengers. One asks the question at the end of this episode, well, is she leading them off, you know, for good or not good purposes? And, you know, you'll have to tune into future episodes to find out the answer to that. Mm -hmm. What's next for Michaela and Jared? And speak to the fan theory that Lourdes is pregnant. I certainly think that at the end of 109, Jared and Michaela have uh, entered a new phase. They've uh, sort of breached that that divide when he reaches out and grabs her hand and asks her to stay. I think that's uh, there's an admission in that, that Jared has been holding this back, that he is in no way over her, that he needs her in his life in some way. And of course, for Michaela, that makes... We know we've been tracking her feelings about Jared this whole time, but what we Jared has had five years to mourn her, to move on, to fall in love with someone else, and to get married. So this is kind of the first moment that Jared reveals that to both the audience and to Michaela and, and lets his guard down. And I think he has been changed by this near-death experience um, when he comes out of that. And I think it's going to be to lead them into an incredibly problematic intensification of this love triangle. I think it's also an interesting moment, not only for Michaela and Jared, but for Michaela and the Callings, because she has followed them pretty religiously through every episode. And this is the first time she's saying, hang on, 
you got to listen to me now. I'm going to, I have done everything you've wanted and now I have a favor. And that's a, it's a shift in their relationship too. Uh, as for Lourdes, we know she's trying to get pregnant. It was quite clear in 108 when Grace ran into her uh, in the store and we saw her buying a uh, you know, fertility kit and some other stuff. Uh, is that what it was, a fertility kit? Are, th- are those the words? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one wants these words no. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we know Lourdes is trying. The question is, are Lourdes and Jared trying together? You know, fans are going to be rewarded with some clarity when they come back uh, in January and see in episode 10, the story drives forward. And we won't comment at this moment as to whether or not she's pregnant, but that story will continue and those answers will become quite clear as early as episodes 10 and 11. Talk about what's going on in Grace's mind at this point. Grace has been in the dark since the beginning. And, you know, it's tricky for Grace because we, the audience, experience the entire story. Grace only experiences part of the story. She is only in the scenes that she is in, and therefore everything that we know she does not. And so that's been quite challenging. Ben has good intentions. He is trying to protect his family. And along the way, he has come to believe that he needed to keep Grace in the dark in order to protect her. And that's been a double-edged sword because it's really created a divide in the marriage. And that all comes to a head at the end of 109. What is great, what's going through Grace's mind right now? Well, she's scared, she's confused, she senses that she doesn't know everything and that frustrates her to a great deal. She has a sense that Ben is somehow endangering Cal, at least, by drawing him into the greater mystery. What she will later realize is what we, the audience, already know, that Cal is kind of in it whether or not Grace, Ben, or anyone else likes that. That's just, you know, what's going on in the story. Cal is at the center of things. It'll take her a minute to realize that. And when she learns the truth, that will be kind of the beginning of the journey back between Ben and Grace. As a mother, Grace is faced with a a 10-year-old kid who's been in a place where there were machine guns, things literally an explosion. When, When Cal, when they pull up, the windows are blown out of the car. Cal's face is all scratched up. He has been to an incredibly dangerous place. And Ben did not bring him home right away. Ben instead followed the calling and went down. So there is some parent mama bear kind of emotion that's going through Grace right then of, you can't put my son through this no matter what. I've already lost my son. And I think what Grace brings to this um, breakup decision is her experience of losing Cal in the first place and how that impacted her. She has already grieved this son and to, to have him come back only to, and and then cured of cancer and then only to have him faced with mortal danger again is just something she cannot handle. And that's where I think Grace's head is when she makes this, this decision about her marriage. And she knows enough about uh, Ben's behavior to question his his intentions and possibly even his sanity because she doesn't have all the answers. And when you look at your husband with that frame and then look at the behavior of endangering your son, I don't think she has a lot. That is the only choice I, I think most mothers would make. Is Ben going to be able to protect Cal from a distance? And how will leaving affect his relationship with Olive? Uh. Yeah, when Ben and 
Grace split up at the end of 109. Ben initially wants to take Cal with him because he believes that's the only way Cal can be protected. And of course, Grace tells him that's not an option and Ben leaves. And now he's se separated from his son. That is a challenge, of course, for Ben. He's struggling to understand everything. And the biggest puzzle piece in the entire mystery is his son. And so to not be under the same roof with him, to not be under the same roof with him is incredibly troubling and perplexing uh, for Ben. Will Ben still be able to protect uh, Cal? You know, look, he's gonna do what he has to do to protect his family. And we'll see in the episodes to come, Ben struggling with this concept, the paradox of not being next to the person who is at the center of it all. But Ben's no dummy and he is a creative problem solver. We will also see that, that you know, the calling will continue to bring Cal and Ben together. And that's uh, gonna drive a lot of story in the coming episodes, particularly episode 11, when from a distance, the calling brings father and son together. And uh, Ben is not going to drop the ball on protecting his son. And we're gonna see him jump through all the hoops that need to be jumped through in order to achieve that. You guys wanna talk about Olive? For Ben and Olive, this is a, a moment that has been building for the, for the entire series. Ben has been trying desperately to reconnect with Olive, but he's been so pulled by these callings and by trying to rescue, to save Cal, that he hasn't been able to invest what he intended to with Olive. And then to have that moment where Olive overhears her father's choice to take the other kid and not her. And she hears that in a privileged moment, Ben has no idea, he's not being guarded, he has no idea she's there or listening. Obviously, he would never have said something like this if he knew she was standing there. But that knowledge of my dad wanted to bring the other kid is going gonna, is gonna to sit with Olive. And that's going to be an uh, important story point going forward. Talk about the character Autumn. So here's the thing about Autumn. She's a spy. That's quite clear by the end of uh, 109. That entree of this character and that awesome button was specifically crafted by uh, the writers who we're sitting with here at the table. Thank you, Laura and Margaret. One of our smarter, more surprising reveals of, of, of series, I think. And we're not going to reveal her backstory right now because that's going to be central to our storytelling. And uh, the audience is going to learn all about Autumn. We're going to be with her for the next batch of episodes. And uh, she gets in the mix and uh, things get turned upside down because of her. Will she ultimately uh, redeem herself in the eyes of the rest of the passengers? That's to be seen. Is she, is she designed to be the Judas of the group? You know, that's for the audience to decide. 109 leaves us with this tantalizing question about if Lawrence Belson is dead and we did see him, he is dead, we did see his body, then who is running Autumn? So we see Lawrence Belson send her out and he, she's got the phone. And so is there anybody, at, you know, as she texts what's what now at the end of the episode, is there anyone on the other end of that phone? So 109 leaves us with that question going forward. One thing I love about Manifest is we tend to have characters that sometimes you just pass by or gloss over or you think they're one thing and then we just shift the entire perspective. And um, that may or may not happen with Autumn, but maybe it will. Is Vance really dead? We can't talk about that. Talk about the fan theory that Michaela is pregnant. Is that a theory? Could be pregnant. Yeah, the operative yes. word is could be. <laughs> Is Fiona the major? Some will think so. Could aliens be behind the flight's disappearance and the callings? Yes! 
Will the Bermuda Triangle play a role in the flight's disappearance? You could look at the flight path. Hope you enjoyed the ride. Are you ready for the next chapter of Manifest? Because there's more mystery coming your way. Thank you for listening to this episode of Manifest, the official podcast. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and please be sure to follow Manifest on socials at NBC Manifest on all platforms.